Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, guys. DGS on KMOX. Happy Friday to you. A few minutes past 3 p.m. Uh, we have Dave Murray. In. You having trouble? Technical troubles? Andrew, Dave Murray's having technical <laughs> problems. Get in here. Is it not plugging in? It's not plugging in. I hate when that happens. Oh, you know, you, 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 didn't, you, you forgot to put out the adapter. <laughs> you get those adapters going. Oh, there it is. You know, no you get to be a certain age, in. and <laughs> this kind of thing happens. Just need a little help. Dave Murray joins us live in studio. So great to see you, my there friend. You know, I just, Good to be here. What I just, just hit me. So uh, October 16th will be my 24th year on the air, almost quarter century. The only person who's been on the Dave Glover show the entire time is Dave. Yeah, yeah. Me and Dave are the only two people that have done basically and every we, show. Yeah, and I, I forget, must have been John Beck came to me. So, okay, we got this guy. Uh, yeah, work with him for a little bit. Who knows how long he's going to be on? <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's what he said to everybody. <laughs> he's like, don't get used to this because he's not going to be around long. <laughs> Quarter century. Man. Uh, that's amazing. It it's really amazing. is. You know, I, I put in 42 years in television. So, and it's it, in this business, whether it be TV or radio, when you think of 24 years or you think of 40 years, it, those are almost impossible yeah. matched numbers yeah. by, by most people. Most people just don't last that long. And when you get toward the end, I would like to do another 10, but I, I definitely have more career behind me than ahead of me probably. And when you get to that point, because I think we all go through our you know cocky phases, oh, I'm a God's gift to this and that, but you get to this stage and you're like, oh my God, am I fortunate? Yes, <laughs> you, know, you're, you, know, you're, you, get to, you do get to that point. It's like, man, am I blessed to still be here? And still doing what I love to do. Yeah. And, uh, and it's worked out. I've had great general managers. I've had great news directors who have gone through, you know, all my phases. Yeah. <laughs> the years. I mean, I started yeah. like at 22 years old. Was there anything you left on the table? Anything that you wish you could have done within your genre that you didn't do? No, I really mm -hmm. don't. I mean, it was an age of absolute make history happen when it comes to weather graphics. Yeah. I mean, when I started, it was the magnetic board. Yeah, Ali Roman. Yeah, yeah, with, um, you know, pens, special erasable pens. Uh, <laughs> and, and we started, I brought in the very first weather graphics. This was at Channel 5, and it was point by point. You put a point, and then you put another point, and a line, a straight line drew. That was the first weather graphics. Wow. And uh, and then it, it just got it, it increased and increased. I knew the people developing these weather graphics, and uh, it was just a joy to to work with that and to be innovative 
in bringing that stuff to television. Yeah. And uh, and now, you know, you talk to kids now who see whether, you know, they watch the news. It's like, what do you mean you had hard maps and pens? I don't know. No, there's no way. Yeah. That must have been back in the yeah. 1800s, you know, kind of thing. So I've had many casts. And you've been uh, on different stations with with different anchors, different sports people and such. Uh, I won't make you narrow it down to one. You can if you want. (laughs) But the top two or three teams that you were on that really synced up, and, man, we just killed it. Um, You know, I'll go back to the very beginning, and it, it wasn't necessary we were in sync all the time. But Patrick Emery is the guy who took, I mean, I came, I came out of graduate school. And went on television. And I had made a, a videotape in an airplane hangar at the University <laughs> of Wyoming. Did they teach you the television part? No, 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 no. no. This pure was science. All re- this was pure science. This was pure research. And uh, we, we had uh, Lear jets and King Airs and Queen Airs. And we flew into thunderstorms. And we did all kinds of bizarre stuff. And, but I, I kind of knew what I wanted to do. So I handmade a map of the United States out of plywood. And I'm not I'm not a real shop kind of guy. You're not crafty? No, no. <laughs> and, and, and and I made a map of Wyoming because I was in Wyoming. And the the biggest thing that's and I was as green as green can be. The biggest thing that stood out to the very first program director I showed my tape to who was Keith Gunther here in St. Louis at Channel 5. And and he said, "I love what you're doing." I see the potential, but what I had done is I'd gotten with a photographer at, in the atmospheric science department, and we had done, a, in a sense, a pixelization of a cold front moving across Wyoming. And the front would move, and temperatures would change, and words would come in. There'd be thunderstorm, bolts of lightning, stuff like that. Again, it sounds so silly right now. It took three weeks to do that because it uh, we would do... Move, move the front, you know, a sixteenth of an inch, then do everything else that way. And we had it in a sealed room. Nobody would get to it. It was a, a camera that hung from the ceiling. And we'd work on it for in our spare time. And in graduate school, there's no spare time. And we'd do like an hour late night. And then we'd come back a couple of nights later and do the same thing again, do the same thing again, same thing again. And finally, we we had it together. It took three weeks to do... 10 seconds of video and it wasn't on film. It was film. And, uh, and that was the beginning of the cutting edge of weather graphics. I had seen a guy in Jacksonville, Florida do this. And so I kind of knew, I think I can pull this off. I think I can do it. And we pulled it off and it became this, you know, the, the motivation to do something like this and the potential that Keith saw in me, they said, you got the job. Yeah. We're going to hire you. Was weather, a, weather, I mean, weather's been a big deal since humans have been walking the earth, but was it a big deal on the news when you came in? I'm sure it was not, not as big as it is now. No, but, but big. Weather has always been the number one reason people watch a newscast every day. Yeah. If they're coming to the a station to watch news, it's mainly because of weather and the weather person. Yeah, yeah, they want to know the news. They want to know sports. And as as time got, you know, we got closer to today, sports information is, is so easy to get. Yes. I mean, you get yep. you, you have it on your phone. 
And weather information, yeah, you can get on your phone. But we've had this discussion about weather apps before. Yep, yep. They're, they're useless, and, uh, to be perfectly blunt. And most people are starting to pick up on that, that this thing changes all the time. It doesn't make any sense. Does it hit occasionally? Sure. Of course it hits occasionally. But, yeah, weather now is, is the absolute driving force. But it's now the driving force in national news, too. So talk to me about, uh, and this may not be true at all, but I've always sensed that much like in the grocery stores, people are fighting for space. The Cheetos need to be here. No, the Doritos are going to go there. They're, they're more uh, uh, attractive to the consumers. Were you constantly push-pull with, like, sports you know, give me one more minute, take one minute away from them, or was it all pretty symbiotic? Uh, for the most part, the first sports guy I worked with was Jay Randolph. Oh, my gosh. Who, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Jay Randolph was, uh, he was, <laughs> and if Jay, if you're listening, you know this is true, and you've told this story, so it doesn't really matter, <laughs> is that he would be over at the track, you know, watching the ponies. And he knew he had to be at Channel 5 by 10.15. And many times he would roll in during the weather. <laughs> and he'd have, he'd have, it was, it was, there was a guy in New York who did this, the sports, and uh, I can't think of his name right now, but he would have little scraps of paper. And he basically did a play-by-play sportscast. The video would come up and he'd go, and he knew, he knew sports inside out. So he could do that. I but, mean, you talk about OGs and you really are, and you're from that era that, Wheels, I don't know if you know this, but Patrick Emery, who Dave was referencing, was basically Ron Burgundy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And yes. and so you had you had Patrick Emery, you had Dick Ford, you had Larry and Julius. And it just, I mean, you guys, uh, the people today still are stars, but you guys were stars. Yeah, yeah. The, um, you know, Patrick was the one who launched my career. Dick Ford absolutely loved working with him. He was a good friend. Uh, besides just working with them. But Emery was, I got hired and they put me on the air green. Again, going back, no TV experience at all. And it was coming into ratings, the fall ratings. And he was so incensed that they would put this young punk on the air with him (laughs) during a rating time. And it, it took maybe about three months that can I just treated and Patrick was a weird kind of dude. Yeah. And I treated him like my older brother. Mm-hmm. And that's how I would talk to him. Yeah. Because that's what I knew. Yeah. And he reminded me how my older brother would treat me. Yeah. And and so that but there was one one day in particular and and you know the audience was taking to me which, thank goodness and there was a it was a like a November late November afternoon and it was snowing a little bit little ice and he said to me he said man Dave he said I was driving into work and I was coming off the 11th street exit and my car went into a spin and I thought that was it I saw my life flash before my eyes and I said I guess you didn't see much and that was the <laughs> that, that was the story. that one one little was exchange it. was the it was like okay this kid can do it. That's great. And now he's he's opened the door and the door's wide open. And we got like 600 phone calls yeah. in the matter of minutes of saying, get him, Dave. Get him. <laughs> 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 we want to see more of that. We uh, Let's do this. We'll take a break. But uh, 
it would be really silly of me to have uh, Dave Murray on and not give you guys a chance to talk to him. If anyone wants to just call in and say, hey, Dave, or ask questions about his career or about people who he's worked with or whatnot, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Back with more of Dave Murray and the uh, fall forecast at 3.30. Welcome back, guys. DGS on KMOX. Happy Friday. Our good friend Dave Murray. Hell, more 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 than a friend, a partner. Dave and I have been on the DGS now together for 24 years and uh, haven't been in town for five years, you're saying? Five years ago. COVID set us back, and I've come into uh, oops, excuse me, the um, this Evolution Festival that's going on in Forest Park this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. They, uh, they needed a meteorologist on site yeah. uh, for insurance reasons more than anything else and information. And uh, my good buddy, Steve Shankman, who was putting this thing on, called me up and said, I'd like to bring you in. And uh, I said, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. If, uh, if you guys want to say hello to Dave, 314-436-7900, Um I've met Steve, a uh, uh, former girlfriend of mine when I was in my early 20s, worked at Contemporary. Okay. He, he Obviously, people our age know Steve, but he doesn't, right. doesn't get nearly enough credit for what he's done in St. Louis. You're, you're right about that. Sometimes I think Steve doesn't want a lot of credit, but the people who know Steve and know what he has done for this town, and this festival is a great example. He has been been kind of sad that St. Louis has not had a festival-type concert you know, where there's a lot of exhibits and there's a lot of stuff going on and there's three stages and there's all kinds of bands. And, uh, and it's in a great setting in Forest Park. It's between the basically the tennis center and, and the boathouse. And it's the old rugby field. And, uh, and he just felt St. Louis needs this again. Yeah. St. Louis absolutely needs a festival type. Oh my God, going back to the Mississippi River Festival and VP. And we've always had this stuff. Always. It's been every year, every summer, it was like you had at least one, maybe two festivals roll into town. Yeah. Uh, People calling in to say hello to Dave Murray, 314 436 7900. John on line one. John, go right ahead. You're on the air with Dave. Yeah. Hi. Uh, Dave Murray, when my, uh, I got three daughters, my middle one, for some reason, decided she wanted to be a meteorologist when she was in high school. Channel 2 had an open house where you could go in and meet everybody. Uh-huh. I took her down there, and she got to meet you, and it was like she met the Pope. You were so nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> you walked her through the weather center. You showed her the green screen, the whole thing. She was so excited. And uh, I just wanted to say thanks for that. At the same day, I got to meet Betsy Bruce, which was a big deal for me. There you go. See, but, everybody uh, wins. Yeah, yeah everybody yeah, wins. Well, and, well, the big question well, is, fun. did your daughter go into meteorology? Well, that was the funny thing, because I talked to you afterwards, and I said, you know, you, you really make this attractive. And he says, yeah, kids all want to be meteorologists till they figure out what it takes. <laughs> so I took her out to the open house out there where the uh, that big ball thing that is. National I don't know what Weather Service open house. Yeah. yeah, I said, let's get serious. Let's go look and see what they really do. And we went out there, and she says, oh, Dad, that is way too boring. I, I can't do that. <laughs> so she went on, and she became a sign language interpreter. But oh, we always still laugh about meeting Dave Murray and what a great guy he was. So That's awesome. Nice. It's the math and the physics that set 
so many people back. It's like, uh, no, I don't want to do that. Was there a, a well, clearly there was because there used to be people, the weathermen, who really had no science behind Absolutely. it. He was just a personality guy. And there guy. are still some people like that. Not really in town, but um, in, in other markets, there are people like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mary Jane on line three wants to uh, reacquaint herself yeah. with Dave. Mary Dave? Jane, go ahead. Hi. Dave, this is Mary Jane. I don't know if you remember me or not from Gearbergs. Absolutely. I now that you say Deerbergs, yes. Yes. <laughs> that's in that's in twenty I've been retired twenty something years. That was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. But that's, yeah, that's it was. Kind of the story but I just wanted life. to wish you the best cool. and thank you. Say hello and you too, Dave. Thank the you. other Dave. Thank you, Mary Jane. <laughs> not the other Dave. I'll take you there. I'm fine with thank that. You. We were, uh, Dave and I were talking on the break that, I mean, it's such a different world. Even in, in my career in 2000, when I started, I only had to be better than about 30 other people. And, and, uh, we had great success at that and we still do, but now I have to be better than 10,000 right. things. You know, when I started in 76 is when I started, uh, uh, September 15th of 1976, and you just really, there were three stations in town, and there was one person doing weather on each station in the evening news. Uh, this is even before morning television broke. And that was, you just really had to be better than two other people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you were Which expected to Which made for fierce competition. Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you guys I, ever have fights like in Anchorman? Nope. <laughs> nope. You never got a guy with a trident? Never, you know what? I never, you never really run into each other. You're, you're kind of on the same schedule. I never watched anybody. I didn't want that input into my head. And uh, just did what I, I, I did what I knew I could do. And, uh, and luckily I was able to pull it off. Yeah, when I came in, it was, you need to catch Frank Opinion. Because he was the god of yeah. afternoons. And to this day, I've never met Frank. Uh, I think people think that we have beef because I did catch him and pass him. I have nothing but respect no, for that guy. No. You, you, know, you, you don't. He created you, something. Right. And you, you do have a job to do. Your job is to beat the person who's ahead of you It's in broadcasting. I find that all so interesting because as a sports guy, we're always in the same place at the same time. So we know yep. each other. We all know each other. TV, radio, print. Like, we're all at the game. Yep. We're all at yeah, whatever game it different. is, and then you go off and do your thing. It's odd to, to hear the stories where it's really not like that at all. It's not like that at all. And, and with weather, it's a little bit different. Not only do you have to be better in your presentation and your likability, you have to be better with the forecast. Mm. And that, that <laughs> is a good point. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you, just, you, can't, you can't be, you know, Mr. or Mrs., you know, great looking and... <laughs> And be wrong. Let's talk to Justin on line one. Justin, you're on with Dave. Go ahead. Hi, Dave. Hi, First Justin. of all, uh, I get it for 20 years. Thank you, buddy. Uh, but well, so can you explain Dave that Murray to me when... Yeah, well, I can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the early 90s, an elementary school in Orchard Farm, Dave Murray did an assembly at Orchard Farm School, and you were the first celebrity that I ever got to meet. And I got to go home and brag to my entire family that I got to meet the weatherman from TV. That's cool. Well, that, it is cool. It's very cool. It's Boy, just, how many classrooms have you been in? Yeah, well, I, I did that for a number of years, and I, I like doing the elementary schools. As time went by, the junior highs got a little 
funky. A little dicey. High, high schools were just bizarre. Yeah. Uh, you know, the kids don't want you there. They, even though it's a free break for them, it, yep. it's like they're no more interested than the man in the moon. But yep. the elementary school kids, especially first, second, third, fourth grade, they're fantastic. And, uh, and basically when you're in first grade, all the kids want to do is tell you stories about the weather, <laughs> which is great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my, my job is to try to teach them a little bit about what they're seeing outside. Yeah. Yeah. So it was fun. You know, it's just like when, when we're pretty sure we met when you were a kid yes. with the weather balloon. Yes. And, and how excited you were about yes. that. Yes. We, when we come back, I'll tell that story briefly because we have a lot to do. Uh, between now and 4 p.m., Dave's going to do the fall forecast right after this DGS on KMOX with Dave Murray. Welcome back, guys. DGS, happy Friday to you. 335, our very good pal and partner Dave Murray is in town uh, to be the uh, official meteorologist for the yeah. festival going on uh, this uh, weekend at Forest Park. And he's spending some time with us. We're going to do the fall forecast. First, I'm going to briefly tell this story, which I think is one of the most amazing stories. <laughs> uh, so as a, a little hooligan growing up in South Roxana, uh, having nothing to do but uh, chase our own tails. And uh, one summer, these uh, grown-ups to us uh, came to South Roxana grade school, and they were doing experiments and they had these weather balloons and so being me I walked up to one of them and I said hey what's a guy have to do to get one of these weather balloons and uh, I remember the guy and and very nice and very cordial and gave me one of these and I took it home and my mom and dad blew it up with a uh, vacuum cleaner in reverse and they're giant and And so I was the king of South Roxana (laughs) for about three days and uh Turns out that that young man was Dave Murray. We're positive. We're absolutely positive because everything synced up to be the exact time frame. We we were on a uh, mission from the University of Wyoming. It was called Project Metromex, which is a study uh, of the city and how it affects the weather and the climate. And I was an offshoot of that. I was studying thunderstorm gust fronts, the stuff that knocks airplanes out of the sky. That was my what I was working on in graduate school. And we would we were driving all over St. Louis in these big suburban SUVs with weather equipment on them. Planes were flying above us, and we were staying at the Lewis and Clark Motel. <laughs> yes. and, and I loved it. It was great. It doesn't. I, I think the building is still it there. Is. The sign is. is still there. Andrew probably drive past it every yeah. single day, don't you? <laughs> so those those were great memories. A whole month of August. What in, am- in, um, in 1976. Amazing and I, I talked my way into uh, Channel 4 and Channel 5 the last day we were here, and then the rest is history. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so I've never, we've never seen you do the fall forecast. This nope. is really yeah. exciting. Yeah. Well, it's it's all on a bunch of papers here yeah. in front of me. It um, There's a lot of key factors this winter. One is we're, we're out of the La Nina pattern which is a cooling of the Pacific waters, and we're going into an El Nino pattern. It, it hasn't totally taken over yet, but it's taking over, and it will be a factor more so for the winter than the fall. But it is a little bit of a factor for the fall. And then once we get through the winter, now La Nina lasted three years. So there's always been a lot of chatter. Well, that means El Nino is going to last you know, three or four years. I, I don't think we're going to get past much of the winter, maybe the spring, in this El Nino. It's going to become what we call a Modokai El Nino. And what that, it's a Japanese word that means similar but different. 
it means it's not as strong as really what it comes. Okay. The, the warming of the Pacific Ocean is not going to be as strong. And, and that will have some dramatic effects probably in the late winter uh, as far as when winter will gear up mm-hmm. and, and how it unfolds and probably have more of an effect in the spring and the summer. But, you know, these are all, all part of the long-term stuff, a, a hundred things that I look at. Yeah. And, um, and then I just start, you know, I've told the story many times. I, I just start putting information together. I get it all put together on, on my computer, and then I set it aside for a week. And, but I'm constantly thinking about it and when I'm walking the dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, you know what? I think I forgot to do this. I think I need to put that in. Yes, that's a factor. That it's not a big factor, but it's a little factor. And so I come home from walking the dogs, get on the computer, and make you know some very minor changes to it. But that that goes right up. There, there's been many times where I've done these long range things where before you guys come to me, like in minutes, I'm making some modifications. On wow. it. Just be, just because ideas, weather forecasting is uh, it's a science, but it's also a lot of gut feeling, and if you disrespect your gut feeling and your education and your knowledge, especially your local knowledge, you're throwing half the formula out the window. Yeah. And, and so you have to live by that. And that's why I, I still love, you know, just doing what we do here with St. Louis weather, because I've been, been St. Louis weather for decades. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like I know it like the back of my hand. Of course. Do I make mistakes? Of course I make mistakes, but, uh, but not very many, mm-hmm. not very many. The floor is yours. Take it All away. All right. Okay. We obviously start with September. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. Before I get to the actual forecast is this summer, and, uh, granted, this past week has been brutal. The humidity especially. We haven't really broken any records. We've tied a record. But we haven't gone to the extremes. But the humidity has been extreme. And But when you look back on the summer, is especially August, August is just barely above average in temperature right now. Now, that's as of yesterday. Now, we get through today. We get through a little bit of the weekend. We'll, we'll average above average, but we're not going to be, you know, like five degrees above average. It's because if you remember, the, the first half of the month was cool and wet, especially wet. And the summer as a whole is below average. It was a pretty easy summer to take. So when you you saw all the newscast of oh you know the, the United States is burning up, it's like no we're not. <laughs> yeah, it's actually quite delightful. Uh, so, okay, so let's get on to September. It's looking rather warm. I th- I think the warming trend that we started to see in the tail end of August will stay with us in September. I uh, I think there could even be some really hot days, but the night times will cool down gradually, and that will help quite a bit. There should be a chilly run of a couple of days towards the end of the month. When all is said and done, September temperatures will average out above average and could be well above average. So a rather warm September coming up. I don't see any record high temperatures. I don't see any overnight low temperature records. And I don't see any frost or freeze concerns. So the home gardens continue to go. And that's a little unusual. A moisture, September is typically a very dry month. Rainfall will be slightly above average. Above average in the terms of September, which is not great news because the, the harvest season kicks really kicks into gear late August and September. So the farmers really want it to be dry. Mm-hmm. We're going to see a, a, a little bit above average rainfall. Area rivers are high, but they're going to be okay. Second season of thunderstorms that occurs, 
typically not until October into early November. I think the second season could get going in the middle of September, so that could be a little bit early. Things to look for in September. Black and white garden spiders are common around the house. Are those those really fast ones? Uh, they can be really big, too. Mm. Those big, giant things. Like yeah. like you, if you go out your front door in the evening and there's nothing there, there you and go. you wake up in the morning and you go out to, like, to get the newspaper or whatever, <laughs> and there's this giant web right in front of your head. Just right. Bam. And the spider looks like something out of, uh, you know, <laughs> some horror movie. And uh, But they're around and they serve a purpose. Look for puffballs and other fall mushrooms and listen for the migrating birds in the evening hours. They'll be moving through. That's September. So on the warm side. Warm and, and a little bit wet. Yeah. Okay? We can live with that. A, a warm September is a lot different than a warm July. <laughs> like, I'll yes. take a warm September. Right. Because, yeah, what we're seeing this week is that, you know, the overnight lows, especially the, the city was getting down to like 84 degrees yeah. for a nighttime temperature. And you wake up in the morning and it's like... Our, it was like 96 today, I think, at 9 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's just ick. All right, October. October is usually one of the best months of the year in the St. Louis area. The heat and humidity of summer is now a thing of the past. Temperatures, though, still a big player this month. October temperatures will stay above average both day and night. A rather warm month. Uh, again, October style. Uh, there'll be some cool spells as the days get shorter, nights get longer, the cool down it just has to happen automatically. Records, I don't see any record high temperatures, and my trend of above average temperatures day and night, we shouldn't see any overnight low records either. It's not record-breaking, but it is quite mild. Typically, we turn colder by the end of October, and though it's hard to break that trend, I don't see a lot of cool to cold weather in this October coming up, even by the end of the month. Frost or freeze, always a possibility, but not seen any during the month of October. Rainfall this October, typically a dry month, and thinking this October will also be dry, could be quite dry with rainfall amounts well below average. Rivers, large and small, will be fine. They'll stay in check, and that's good. It's good to get these rivers down a little bit as we go into the winter season. Late October, we're still kind of watching that early return of the second season of thunderstorms. And with the above-average temperatures that I'm thinking are going to happen, the second season should play in during much of the month of October. So the thunderstorm season is not over, but the action looks somewhat limited. I don't think it's going to be all over the place. Peak fall colors, people always want to know that, will be the last weekend of October into the middle of November. The season should be fair because the rainfall patterns have been a little bit bouncy. Mm. Uh, you know, the spring, the the key to fall foliage are the spring rains. And not so much summer rains, not so much summer temperatures, but the trees really have to get their their act together in the spring. Mm-hmm. Fair. I would say, I say the season is fair. Okay, things to look for. Persimmons start to ripen. You know what a persimmon is, right? I could say I do, but I'm not okay, sure. Okay, but do. you don't. I can tell them. It's a dog. <laughs> it's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I know what a persimmon it's driver a is, but <laughs> it's a fruit. There, and there's an old tale. That oh, the says, red thing. Yeah, the red thing. That if you take the seeds out and you slice them in half, it does have a spoon or a fork or a knife. It helps forecast the winter. It's, yeah, it's I wish that's still how we did it. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I missed the wizardry. <laughs> you, know, you can still have that. You can still be with Mr. Wizard doing the weather. <laughs> Look for spiders ballooning on gossamers on clear, windy days. And the juncos, those are birds, some kind called the snowbirds, they start to arrive from Canada. So far, so good. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, actually, that October sounds great and what we're looking out the window right now. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, November. 
November. Interesting month on the way. We try to step down from the mild weather of uh, that I'm expecting in September and October, and November is typically the transition month in that process. The catch this November, there's going to be a big pool of cold air to our north-northeast, centered on the Great Lakes, with the west remaining on the warm side, especially the southwest into Texas. And so that leaves us on the borderline, much like we have been all summertime that makes fun forecasting short and term. So we're looking for seesaw in temperatures in November. There's going to be little shots of cold air from the north and northeast from time to time. Not a lot. Overall, we'll stay on that fine line, and I think temperatures will be near to slightly above average even in November. So November looks mild, too. No records, hot or cold. One or two frost or freezes late night, early morning, anytime during the month of November. The coldest air, though, is going to stay away from us, and probably the best chance for a frost or freeze would be Thanksgiving time, you know, late in the month of November. Moisture will be above average for the month, fair share of rain, though that's typical in November. November, the weather patterns become large scale rather than the thunderstorm pattern, and November rains can be all-day events. Second season of thunderstorms still in play for the first eight days of the month, but the second season is going to start a little early and fade away very early. And in November, the snow bunnies are always chattering, what about snow, what about snow, are we going to have any snow uh, I don't see any large storm systems that would bring snow in the entire month. In fact, not even seeing much of even some light snow or snow flurries. So the snow bunnies need to stay in hibernation for the month of November. What can we find? Birds begin gathering at the feeders, if you feed the birds. Scan the leafless trees for the paper nest of bald-faced hornets. You find one of those nests that's really cool. Mm. Don't. Don't poke at it. <laughs> Make, Why did you look at me when you said that? Because <laughs> he knew you would poke at it. You look like a poker. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and woodchucks are asleep in their underground nest in November. Very there nice. you go. It sounds good. It, 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 you know, if you like ni- a nice fall, you know, winter doesn't come on too strong. Mm-hmm. I, I think we have a pretty nice fall coming up. Good, good, good. Uh, well, we're going to cut you loose because we're only going to have like a minute left when we come back after the break. We went long That's there right. for the forecast. I uh, got to go over to another station at five. So there are no other stations. There are no other stations. Thank you so Thank much you. for you. everything, for your friendship, everything. We we love you. We treasure having Thank you on the you. show. Thank you. I appreciate that. If you're, anybody's coming out to the Evolution Festival, I'll be walking around from time to time. Most of the time, probably in the air conditioned. Uh, RV, but uh, but I'll be out and about. Come over and say hi. Very good. Please. Uh, my mom will be 96 in a week. Wonderful. She's your biggest fan. Will you say happy hello birthday. to Francis? Happy birthday. Thank you so much. Uh, quick break. Right back. DGS and KMWX. Okay, just a weird little minute here in between. Well, that was cool. Yeah. Very cool. That was I like that forecast. Yeah. That sounds pretty chill. I mean, I'm really excited for fall. Yeah, I am. I want the cooler weather, but again, it's all relative. I should have asked Dave, but he was on a roll. But like to me, warmer in October means it gets up to seventy. I'm cool with that. Yes, I'm cool with that. Yes, get down into the forties at night. That's yes. that's fine. I'll take that rather than like, oh, it's gonna be really, really cold. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like. I don't like. I would. I don't. Would you guys take the, this heat, or would you rather have the stupid cold? I'll take cold every time. Will you? Yes. Yes. I'd rather have this. No, than... that's why I talk about moving to Colorado because just like, you know, I love Florida, but I'd rather have it be 50 every day than 80 every day. Okay. Yeah. I'm going the other way as I age. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 